everyone, welcome back to another episode of Mug with a Mic. This episode starts off our conversation on the 95th Academy Award Best Picture nominees for 2023. The Oscars will air Sunday, March 12th. Be ready for the show with the Mug with a Mic Oscars ballot on our Instagram page and Facebook page. Sarah, Jen, and I had so much fun discussing the Best Picture nominees that we had to split it into two episodes. Don't forget to tune in to the next episode where we finish our conversation on all the best films from 2022. And this is a very special episode that we want to be able to offer it as a full video episode on our YouTube channel, Muggle with a Mic. Make sure you head over there and like and subscribe. You'll notice there's a little bit extra content on our YouTube video that you can't hear on the podcast. Anyway, I've talked enough. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Muggle with a Mic. Katie here, and I'm joined for this special 2023 Oscars episode by, once again, my sisters, Jenny. Hey guys. And Sarah via audio. Hi everybody. Hey. Okay, so what what are we talking about today, guys? I don't know. You just told Um, me to get on here at 8 o'clock and... My understanding is that last year's episode was quite popular, so we're back. It's one of our top 10 episodes. (laughs) We've done, this is our 59th episode, and it's one of our top 10. Oh. Congratulations, Jen. That's great. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Katie. Jen, I helped Jen. Jen's got a real BBC Radio 1 mic going on here. It's got the the layout and the setup. (laughs) Yes. I feel very professional. All right. So let's get straight into our mugs. Who would like to go first with their mug, Jen or Sarah? Actually, let's go with Sarah first because I think Jen went first last time. So polite. I'm sporting a mug um, that is representative of the 2014 Academy Award winner for Best Animated Feature Film. It's an Elsa and Anna mug. And um, (laughs) I borrowed this from my daughter because it's the only mug we had that was in reference to any kind of a movie. (laughs) So it's a frozen mug. And I'm drinking a a proper cup of Earl Grey hot. You know that you aren't supposed to keep those mugs and you're supposed to just let them go. (laughs) Okay, let's all pause and just relish in the joke that that was, which was amazing. And um, and I have a pumpkin pie muffin. Oh, (laughs) lovely. Jen, what's your mug? Well, I was going through my mugs. And last year, if you remember, I had the all right, all right, all right, which is very. Yeah. It was like I couldn't have picked a better one for the Oscars episode. So I was looking through my mugs. Don't have a grand collection, but I picked my Dollywood mug, my Dollywood mug. Okay, because, you know, Dolly Parton. Is also an actress, right? Yeah, that fits. And Jen. it says, if anybody's ever gone to Dollywood, we love Dollywood. But it says today is a Dollywood and cinnamon bread kind of day. If you've ever gone to Dollywood, you know you've had their cinnamon bread. So I don't need to say anything else. And if you haven't gone to Dollywood, 
you need to get the cinnamon bread. So, hey, Jen, cheers. What should you get when you go to Dollywood? Probably cinnamon bread. Just just a guess. <laughs> That's funny. We got pumpkin. You have pumpkin what, Sarah? Pumpkin, pumpkin bread? pie muffin from Panera bread. Oh, OK. So pumpkin pie muffin and cinnamon bread mug. Uh, I'm going cheers. to veer a little further away from the path of, you know, bake pastry goods or whatever and i've got in homage to the 1972 oscar best picture i have a godfather-esque bone coffee <laughs> holy cannoli that's cute coffee like and yeah it's got like a skeleton that looks like the godfather so there you go mom got me that might i add i just remembered too dollywood is like hollywood <laughs> I, I'm just such a natural at this. That is true. Very nice. Just time. hit me. I, Katie, would just you agree Jen won mug of the episode? <laughs> no. Yes. I did. I think we can give it to Jenny. <laughs> I just hit it. It was like sitting there and I went, oh yeah. my goodness, oh my. Dollywood, Hollywood. It is good. Yes. You get you have you get the award for best pun of a mug. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love it. Works great. Go. Cheers. All right, so before we get into, go, we're going to do the same as last year. We're going to go over the top 10. Jen has seen one or two of them, we think. One. As a reminder, I'm here for comic relief. <laughs> no, actually, Jen, um, I'm not far behind you because I did not see as many as I had seen last year. And I'm, really, you saw two? I know one that you saw, but I don't know what other one you would have seen. I think Katie's guessing. I don't know that I've seen much, but last year you sounded like a professor... <laughs> of theater or something and i just sounded like someone who had overslept for a college exam <laughs> well okay well we'll see how we do this year it'll be fun that's what it's 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 all for fun yeah com comic relief it really is um okay so i'm here just to narrate the episode sarah's here for the dramatic opinion effect and Jeez. jen's here for the for the red nose day right? oh no pressure <laughs> Jeez, what red nose day they it's i think she called you a clown day. jen it's a comedy it's very good british people love yeah okay yeah that sounds real fun okay here we go let's get into the best pictures for this year the best picture nominees first movie up the banshees of Inna Sharon, Jen. Can you tell me what this movie's about? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> at least this year I have a picture I can look at. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, that's have, kind I have. I have like the, a big clue. Well, not really. I have for those listening. I have the movie poster up for Colin Jen to Firth? help her. It's Colin Firth. Yeah, that, that is Colin not Farrell, Colin Firth. Yeah. That is Colin Farrell. Okay. I'm sorry. I've got your last name issue as well that's Sarah. fine that's fine i understand brendan uh, gleason that's the other guy. i i just don't i don't have a clue <laughs> come on come up with something jen do you know anything about those two men personally no where like where they're Not from Holland, ireland yes yes okay yeah that was good how'd you get that one i listen a little bit i i really don't know it's about ireland Okay. She's and not wrong. What can you get from a, a story? There's two guys there on the poster. They are looking to save their land. 
Interesting. Is this far and away? It's far and away. <laughs> yes, I see land behind them, and they are looking ahead. So they look like they're thinking of a way. Oh, to you're a corker, Colin. <laughs> yeah, it's far and away too. I love. That's a great storyline. If that was it, <laughs> that's not it. Sarah, what's your take? What is your? Have you watched this one? Yes, this is one of the. Of few. course, she's watched. This is one, one of the few that I did watch, but. I, um, I can't say that I expected what I watched. I'm still not really sure what I watched. Um, these, the, it is like a love letter to Ireland. It, the whole movie is beautiful, like picturesque escapes and oh yeah, of, of the cliffs and everything. And these two men are friends on this very minimally populated island. Very. Um, right off the coast of Ireland called in a Sharon and they have a they have like a strange dynamic there's not a lot to do on this island um they kind of visit each other and visit the pub and have their routine with um Colin takes care of animals and Brendan is a violinist Mm. and then out of nowhere Brendan's character just tells Colin I don't want to be your friend anymore and I don't I want you to leave me alone and it's really sad because Colin, that's like all he looks forward to from day to day. Oh, my. So then they follow over the next couple of days. Colin's like a little puppy trying to go back and, and hang out with his friend. And the friend gets real <clears throat> like, I don't know how to say it. Well, the like fatal attraction in Ireland. No, it, it was the weirdest. But there are layers to it. So it's so essentially I don't want to give anything away if people are going to watch it or is that kind of the point of this episode of Muggle with a Mic? Well, you want we want to encourage people to go watch it. But at the same time, you are listening to a movie podcast. So we're going to give spoilers away. Okay, yeah. So spoiler alerts. So essentially, it's kind of boils down to I think Brendan Gleeson's character is nearing the end of his life and he wants to have have something to say that he's left with his life, meaning he wants to finish writing this song for violin and he doesn't want to waste time (laughs) with needless relationships, I guess, but it, I think it's mean. I feel really bad for Colin's character. Super sad. So this movie on the surface, I think if you watch it one time through, you're confused and you don't, you don't really understand it. And Sarah, you called me and talked to, me right after you'd watched it and you were like what the heck just happened Um, yeah because like there was one character i really loved the portrayal of the sister and the actress that played her um and it's it's nice because they kind of play up different irish traditions and things like that and i love their accents and stuff but the this integral storyline between the two men i didn't get it and i didn't like it so i the thing i got from it is it's so in depth of a story because you've got all these complex relationships on this one little island and you almost have to watch the movie multiple times to actually fully grasp everything. And if you, you can watch the movie one time from one character's perspective and then watch it from another the next time. For instance, when I watched this, I really associated with Colin's character. But then when mom watched it once through, she really uh, like related to um, Brendan Gleeson's character. And she and I were like disagreeing on things. And I was like, well, this is clearly because we're at different stages in our life. Um, you're 
you know, based on where you are in your life, I think you're going to relate to a different character in here. Maybe the sister, maybe the, the son of the local sheriff guy. It just depends on your situation and what age you are that you're going to relate to a certain character. But I loved it. Um, the music, the scenery, the, the acting, yes, the first time through, I don't think I loved it. Then when you watch other scenes, knowing the whole picture now, and you watch other scenes, you find, you find little things you didn't notice. Does it have a happy ending? Uh, it, the ending depends on how you look at it. Yeah. It depends on, on, on who you relate to more, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I guess I, I didn't watch it a second time, but I was reflecting on it and, I was bothered by the way that the older man was treating the younger man. But then the scene where Colin gets punched by the sh sheriff or the cop or whatever. Right. And Brendan's character, even though he wants his distance kept, he helps him home. Mm -hmm. I could tell he still did care about him. He was just really struggling with his own Oh what you know emotional issues or strife or whatever it was that he was trying to work through he was just as confused as colin's character they were both confused about different things i know i think i just felt more for colin's character because his whole life got upended everything that he thought he knew like his best friend then his sister leaves then his his little pony jenny don't don't say that sarah that's too much of a spoiler don't say that. okay well something occurs with the little <laughs> pony named jenny jen yeah yeah it was a it was almost like a marley and me scene oh no yeah, but i don't oh, think oh uh cat i don't think that you can prepare yourself for what exactly occurs no no you don't you need to watch this movie i can't really you know what i can't put my finger on the feeling uh, but i i, I think sarah I just, Sarah. Oh, okay. I will acknowledge what you said, but then I'm going to move on from it. No, I think I just, I think I just felt like it to me, it felt like so much more happened to him. Yeah. That well, he didn't so have control over. We, we do have, we only have limited amount of time on each film. I think we could do a whole episode on this one. Yeah. So shush it, Sarah. Um, <laughs> noted <laughs> so we have a we have a, a special little bonus thing for this episode a friend of mine jonah loves movies so he's going to be our unofficial or official whatever he would like to term it as um movie reviewer today he's he has sent in clips for us of his review of each of the films we're going to be talking about about one minute clips each um so here's a little intro clip uh of jonah before we get into banshee's review Hi, my name is Jonah. I'm here to talk about some movies with you. If you want to support me, you can follow me on Instagram at Jonah underscore 1199 or the social media app Letterboxd for the same username to kind of see the movies that I'm watching on a day-to-day -day basis or some reviews that I've been posting if you want to support me there. But yeah, I'm really excited to share my thoughts on all these, these great movies with you guys. Thank you. The Banshees of Inisherin is an original screenplay written by Martin McDonough of Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, about two friends who find themselves at an impasse when one of them abruptly ends their relationship. I remember walking out of the theater in this movie enjoying it, liking the amazingly witty screenplay that really plays on the audience's expectations, but I don't remember being as blown away as I heard a lot of other people I know personally were. Now, I remember when the Blu-ray came out, um, I decided to buy it as soon as I could, the day after Christmas, I believe, and and I got home that day and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this in, I'm gonna rewatch it, and that rewatch, I mean, 
there's something special whenever you can watch a movie and like it more the second time. And this movie got a lot better on second watch for me personally. I understood everything Martin McDonough was doing. I, I laughed at every single joke I didn't find funny before. I understood everything that, that each character was going through and related it to my own life and asked myself the hard questions. That's what this, that's what this movie really does. So happy that it was nominated for best picture. That's a score of four and a half out of five for me. So there you go. He agreed with me the second time around was better. Okay, I'm going to have to watch it another time then. I yeah, might Jonah. have to watch it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jen, we invite you to watch this Best Picture nominee. Right now at my house, we are on Sonic for the 97th time. <laughs> Well, I just want to say none of us have seen those reviews. So it's fun. To, it's fun to listen to a view, view. We hear ours and then we hear Jonah's and we see if we agree with it or not. So that was fun. Yeah. All right. So for me, <clears throat> I did not do out of five stars. I did it out of 10 and I gave Banshee 7.5. And that was after only watching it twice. Who knows if it'll go up after that? Okay. Are you ready for the second movie, Jen? Sure. Okay. Here we go. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh wow! Okay. Whew. I I don't I don't know what that is. Wow! It looks like some kind of. Uh, She's got the picture here, and it's got some. What what? How would you describe the poster, Jen? Uh, it's a little bit of everything all at once. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the magic show. It looks like a magic show gone really wrong. <laughs> I have no idea where to start with this. It's what it looks like. I mean, okay, so tell us the name of the main character. The name of the main character? Yeah, I don't know. Give us some kind of storyline. Uh, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> when it first pulled up there, I got like a, I'm trying to, my words are not. It's okay. <laughs> I'm like formulating. Sarah. I don't think you could. I don't think you could guess the synopsis from this poster. No. I see hands up. I see some people. But honestly, truly, no poster could explain this movie. Have you seen it, Sarah? No, I haven't seen it, but I've I've read what it's about loosely. And I, I wanted to see it. I just didn't have access to it. Who is in this movie? Michelle Yeoh. Do you Michelle yeah, Yeoh is that her. she's the female lead. She's the one in the center. And it's okay something about multi-universes and she's got to she has to travel through them all because she's the key to saving the world or something like that it's kind of a doctor strange mm -hmm. feel Forget it's it. also got the you know the kid from indiana jones the little kid the little boy yes he's in it grown up oh but jenny jamie lee curtis is in it and she got mm -hmm. her first ever oscar nomination oh okay for this movie right. she, uh, it's a, okay. a supporting role i think Okay. Yep. All right. So here's what IMDb synopsis is. A middle-aged Chinese immigrant is swept up into an insane adventure in which she alone can save existence by exploring other universes and connecting with the lives she could have led. So she's going and seeing how her life could have been different from one little measly little change in her life. This decision. sounds like back to the future. Yeah, it's already honestly, been done. Honestly, it's that, already been done. Like Scrooge McDuck or uh, no, what am I trying to say? <laughs> not Scrooge McDuck, not Scrooge. Well, Scrooge. Wait, what's the, what's the movie I'm thinking of where the ghosts of Christmas past and all that? 
Oh, Christmas. Yeah, at Christmas. Um, but it's like a Christmas carol. Kenny, we shouldn't be doing these late at night. <laughs> yeah, for real. No- Can you heavily edit this, please? Oh, yeah. And make oh, us yeah. sound intelligent. I was going to say a Christmas story, but it's not a Christmas story. It is the ghost the Christmas past. Is, that's the a Christmas carol, guys. A Christmas yeah. carol. <laughs> you said it already. <laughs> Kenny's still today. on the ghost. I'm on Bill Murray's version. It had um, it had Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore in it. Ghost. No, that was Ghost. <laughs> ghost. Uh, anyway, no, it's nothing like those. It's honestly, truly, I watched it. It's an it's a movie and a genre in and of itself. She does an amazing job. Everyone in the cast does an amazing job. It was a little confusing. Like honestly, I don't know if you would enjoy it, Jen. It's too much action and sci-fi for oh, you. I no think. Thanks. Um, but. It had some deep moral questions and uh, philosophical questions about how you should lead your life and be a good person and don't worry about what you could have been and enjoy who you are. Hmm, okay. And it gives, it does that in a very abstract way. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, there was a scene with stones and rocks that is just, you can't describe it. There's no dialogue, but yet there is dialogue. It's just, if you ever have a chance, it's an amazing scene because the whole film, it's loud and aggressive. And then all of a sudden at this one moment, it goes to this silent scene with two rocks. And this is another universe where they exist as rocks. And they have a conversation with text on the screen. But it's almost like you need that little bit of serenity in that moment because the rest of the movie has just been so intense. And it was like almost a relief that they put it in there. So anyway, hmm. I really enjoyed it. The CGI, the fighting scenes were really good. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's about it. Do we want to hear what Jonah has to say about it? Yes. Yes, okay. I do. Uh, I docked the film for runtime and I gave it an 8 out of 10. That's what he says? That's what I say. Oh. So you liked it better than Banshees? Slightly. Oh. Banshees, I think, will go up. If I watch it again, here we go. Everything, everywhere, all at once is the movie I know you've heard the most about during this award season because everyone has. Movie that nobody will ever stop talking about even 100 years from now. I truly think this movie stands the test of time. It is without a doubt my favorite movie of the year. It's one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. I've seen it six times now and each time I find something in it that I love even more than the last time. Each time I find a different character to connect to and listen to each time and and cry when things happen to them. I love this movie so much and I I really am kind of speechless when it comes to it because it is such an enthralling and such a unique movie. Kind of like Triangle of Sadness where there's nothing else like it. I highly recommend checking it out. It is my personal favorite movie of this entire year as I spoke. It is perfect in my opinion. Five out of five stars for me. It's my official prediction for what's going to win Best Picture, as well as the best movie of the year, without a doubt. Wow. There you go. Well, I honestly, thank you, Jonah. I now realize I have been living on a other planet the last seven or eight years since I've been a mom. I've been in Paw Patrol land. You, maybe you were, in a, you were in a different multiverse, Jen. <laughs> I'm telling I you, say, I have not heard one bit about movie where have i been living no thanks for getting jonah's opinion on these because we didn't do our homework very well and um really been out of some content for this episode so i'm glad you you know sought him out 
Katie, thanks for having the two moms on to talk about <laughs> films that we have no time to watch. That's why people, that's because some of our, some or most of our listeners have not seen all these films. Jonah, okay, and I Jonah saw that one different. six times and I didn't see all of these once. And he said too that, like, of course, everybody's heard a lot about it. And I'm like, I'm that Every, person that's like, okay, no, I had heard because I got excited for Jamie Lee Curtis. I had heard a little bit. Okay. Uh, I had heard about it. And I honestly, a lot, I'm kind of glad I was forced to watch some of these movies for the podcast because I normally wouldn't have gone to watch them. I and I'm glad myself. I did. <laughs> no, I, it's true. I wouldn't have watch gone. the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you will go down there and watch the movie or you're not going to go to bed all right so jonah gave it five out of five i gave it eight out of ten because i i'm a little bit more of a unless i absolutely love it and i'll watch it over and over and over and over and over that's a 10 out of 10 and that might not even be an oscar worthy film that might be like a knight's tale you know mm -hmm. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 because I want to watch it again. You don't. Think, All right. You don't think A Knight's Tale deserved an Oscar? <laughs> a Katie Oscar, yes. But an Academy Award Oscar? There we, were a lot of gripping scenes. Yeah. In that. That's, well, we can get into the conversation of Oscars is all about who you know and connections. It's not about the film itself. Sometimes the films that are that should win don't win. Hmm. True. So. Maybe we should okay. ask everyone not sitting on a cushion. <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go here's the next film jen ready yeah get your storylines your story gears a working mm -hmm. oh elvis <clears throat> gee let's see i think it might be about elvis presley you think perhaps well jen i'm here to tell you that's rough pretty mama <laughs> expecting that <laughs> neither was i honestly it just came to my head right when i said it <laughs> now let me tell you about i have okay i have not seen this i know that that is very surprising i want to see this very badly and in fact okay. my husband and i were actually supposed to see it in the theater because i wanted to see it in the theater because i heard it was a very fantastic movie I think we were on our way to go see it like in Columbus and it was like sold out everywhere. We would try to go see it. It yeah. was hard to go see it because we wanted to go see it at a, at a larger theater. Did you want to go see it? I did. And now, you know, now you have like two and a half weeks to go see a movie in the theater. It seems like anymore. So I didn't get a chance to see it in the theater and I just haven't had a chance to watch it at home. I've wanted to. So the fact that you know about it, Jen, does that is that indicative of that maybe this one's more well known than everything everywhere all at once because you, you know about it everybody probably knows about elvis but i have heard a lot about the movie in itself anyway mm -hmm. mainly because i think the fact that these types of movies everybody can relate to because you you lived alongside of a person or mm. a period in time. And I think people relate to those types of movies more because it's, it's a real life story. They yeah. can remember liking Elvis or his movies and to hear, I remember seeing him in that Christmas special. And, right. Yeah. And so to watch it on film, something that, you know, these other movies are storylines that have been made up and created. 
but yeah. to actually, I think that's why people like these types of movies about real people because you can really relate to them mm -hmm. knowing them as an actor or singer or whatever. So yeah, I am looking forward take. to seeing this. And I have heard that Austin Butler has a, an amazing performance. Jen knew an actor's name. Look at, that's great, Jen. I'm really proud of you. It's also on Austin the Butler should be proud too. It's also on the poster. Really tiny. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> My baby sister is getting extra points this evening. <laughs> yeah. I'm the favorite momentarily. Well, I did hear a little bit here, though. He just won. Didn't he just win a Golden Globe or? Yeah. Uh, oh, Golden Globe. My yeah. Jen's paying attention. I know. Watch, right? Was that on like Facebook or? I don't know. Must have been. <laughs> but they were saying, if you listen to his speech, how he has taken on mm. because he had to train and be Elvis, yeah. that he really absorbed mm -hmm. being Elvis so much that he can't help continuing to talk he like that. He can't help talking <laughs> so deeply now. I'm not the only. But how amazing that is that actors, that just shows you what they have to do okay. as part of their job. Can we talk about that? Because some people were giving them a hard time. Like you're, I don't agree with this. I'm just going to say, oh, like you can't stop. Like, like you, you can or stop. You're fake. If, if it was really you, if it was really you, you wouldn't have stuck with that. You wouldn't have to hold on to that accent, but I'm sorry. It's the same thing. If you move to Ireland and you, lo you lose your accent a little bit, or you move back and you gain an accent or something like that. It's just, he lived as Elvis right. for three years. Right. I do not blame his voice for changing. That's just. Okay. However, I'm going to argue the other point. So when I started, I did watch this and it was amazing. I loved it. Okay. But it, the bar had been set for me so high with Rami Malek playing Freddie Mercury. Oh, in right. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. And yeah. I'm sorry, but he really, for me, transformed into Freddie Mercury. And afterwards, when he was in interviews, it didn't sound it didn't sound like the character. Right. So like, I think when people do this method acting where they just absorb and just throw themselves into the actor and he did it for three years though, I get that. But I, I guess because he had to manipulate his voice so much that maybe it really did just stick. I'm not going to ridicule him. I think he's, I think he was a great actor in it, but I just think, I don't know. Some actors can turn it off. Right. Right. I get it. Yeah. I mean, part of you is like, are you just trying to continue that to? I think Rami, no offense to Rami, but Rami was also helped with the teeth prosthetics. Fair enough. Okay. Um, and Austin didn't have anything. It was just Austin. I got you. Oh. Yeah, fair enough. I will tell you, I did watch Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, did you know? Very good. How Penny. long after it was in the theater? Right. That was my question. <laughs> did you watch it on like? You'd rented it yeah, or Netflix or something. Okay. Yeah. I will I say remember. about Elvis, this film, that everybody knows the life story of Elvis and all his different stages from like rebel, you know, young adolescent. Then he went off to war and came back and was in movies. I had no knowledge mm. of the whole Colonel story Tom of Park. Tom Hanks character. I had no knowledge of this guy and the fact that he like, swindled half of elvis's fortune mm -hmm. i that that was really interesting to me because i kind of you i kind of expected all the big scenes that were going to happen but the fact that it was 
told from his point of view that was very interesting. And I also love Baz Luhrmann, the director, mm -hmm. well, um, because uh, he directed Moulin Rouge, and I, that's one of my favorites, too. He also did The Great Gatsby. Oh, which I actually never saw. Sorry. I did. I didn't like it as much as I like Moulin Rouge. Okay. Docking the film for extended runtime because I don't like I don't like when films go way over two hours. And this was um, like three, wasn't it? Two thirty nine. I will say though, I on occasion I found Tom Hanks' character annoying, distracting because I was. It didn't look like him, but like they transformed him. I think maybe prosthetic nose somewhat, but his between his accent and just the physicality of him, it's like I, I was looking at Tom Hanks, but I wasn't, and it was a little distracting to me. Are you saying his his acting or his appearance was distracting? Appearance. No, I thought his acting was still very good. So would you say makeup? Because I. I think the makeup for this film should get the Oscar. I don't know if it's up for an Oscar. Or but costuming. Costume. costume and makeup. Yeah, costume. Oh, oh. oh. Well, yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I thought all the costumes were great. Yeah, I think this one wins in that. Okay, let's see what Jonah, Jonah oh, has Just one say. thing I want to say. No, Jonah wants his, to talk. His <laughs> Elvises, I'm sorry, Austin Butler's dancing he, no, he, it oh, wasn't yeah. just his voice. I, everybody's focused on his voice because he kept it, whatever. Mm -hmm. His movement, the way he, is that him singing some of it too? Yeah, all of it. Okay. I his believe. movement, when he dances, when he's playing guitar, like he had him, his mannerisms down, especially when they, they show him playing the final song at the end and then they show the actual life footage of Elvis doing it. It is really freakily on point. You need to go on YouTube. They did side by side of all of the different performance scenes. Okay. And they were almost exact. The only one I'll dock him on is the Christmas when the, what's the one where he has the white outfit on and he's flinging his arm like that. That was the Christmas special, but he's singing that but song he wrote after um, Kennedy Senator was shot, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, I thought he was, he was a little bit too, uh exaggerated in his movements in that one okay as compared to what elvis did but by no means am i like dude you're a loser because you did that no <laughs> did katie you get up there and do that <laughs> no, i'm not saying that i'm just saying if i had to be nitpicky i will also say that i i liked that they showcase so much of the rhythm and blues oh, um yeah. Uh, you know, musicians at that time because I feel like there was sort of um, there's still kind of a, a there's controversy sort of surrounding Elvis that he kind of took those songs from there. I mean, he he was inspired by them and motivated by them, but he got all the attention and glory from them. You know what I'm saying? But I, it was very cool to see BB King and and oh, Rudy, yeah. Judy, oh, Rudy. Yeah. yeah, that one. And um Little Richard. And then I liked that they all is that little Richard there? I think so, but that's not who was performing it. I know it was somebody I else. Should, I should know that. But um th then I like how they mixed in some current like music into the oh, soundtrack yeah. too. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was another point of it that was I thought was good that it was included in the movie. Well, let's see if we if Jonah agrees with us. Elvis is the story of Elvis so. Presley as seen through the comp complicated relationship with his manager, Colonel Tom Parker. Now, this movie, I 
was very excited for when I saw the original trailer. I love seeing someone who was essentially an unknown at the time, someone who hadn't really appeared in any role that has boosted him up there, kind of turn into an A-list celebrity overnight. And more than more than deservingly so, this performance is honestly the reason to watch this movie, as well as the amazing direction by Baz Luhrmann and incredible visuals and set design. Now, the faults that I have with Elvis are kind of the same that I have with other music biopics, in that it's way too long and never truly focuses on what is really interesting about the story, and with this case, it's Elvis. We never get enough time with that character. It's always about other people. And, and I think some parts that could work, and I really don't think it did in this movie. So my rating for Elvis is going to be a three and a half out of five stars. Ooh. Wow. I did not <clears throat> see three and a half, Jonah. <laughs> kind of had a feeling he might score it a little Yeah, because maybe Why? it was too expected for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he wanted to see some, like, original content and... I think maybe and that's what's hard about those storylines that you already know. But that's you what I know about, about the storyline. But I mean, that's why I think some critics give are a little bit harder on those because you do already know what the so wow me wow me in another way because I already know this story. But we didn't know this. Maybe he knew about Tom Parker. I didn't know about Tom Parker. No, that's true. I didn't know that the whole reason he was in Las movie... Vegas was because of the debt. I just also think you know. The character of Elvis or the personality of Elvis is something that's, I mean, there's Elvis impersonators all over. Like mm -hmm. it's something that people try to do and it always comes off as comical. And this came off so realistic. Mm -hmm. Like I, 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 at first, because I knew who, that, who Austin Butler was from other stuff at first, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know that his, I think he has too much of a baby face. But then <laughs> as, as the movie went on, I really believed like, I didn't, I know it wasn't him, but he, he sold it for me. Mm -hmm. The one, the one moment when they're in the dressing room and he gets, he gets mad at Colonel Parker. Parker Colonel. I, yeah. Yeah. I, yes. th I, th I think that's when I was like, whoa, whoa, I forgot this was, I forgot this was not Elvis. I really thought he was Elvis in that moment. And it was just so timing wise. Um, the fact that Lisa Marie just passed yeah, and yeah. I, and he, that he worked, I think very, you know, closely with the Presley family to get the, to get it right and to get the portrayal, like kind of what they would wanted. And I think she would, would have been really proud of it. Yeah. All right. Next one. Oh, and I gave Elvis, uh, what did I give Elvis? I gave it a seven out of 10. I'd give it an eight. Huh. Would you know? All right. Next movie. What is women talking about, Jen? Oh my. Women talking. What do you think happens in this movie? <laughs> Well, I think women talk. What? That's correct. Talking about isn't that a Bonnie Raitt song? People talking. Not about people. Talking about people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's give them something to talk <laughs> oh, about. Jenny, stay focus in, Jen. Focus. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. Do you remember um, how last year I read the synopsis and you felt really bad about joking about it when until you heard the synopsis? I know, right? Oh, yeah, so I don't feel like I not a funny synopsis. <laughs> I don't no, want to. I don't want to humorous. Even guess. Mm -mm. Nope. It just feels like a secret of some sort, perhaps, or okay, yeah. That, like you said, maybe we can't talk, but I can talk to my friend here because I can't talk about it with anybody else. Okay. Maybe. I don't know, Sarah. Have you seen this one or do you know anything about it? This was the, this is one of the ones on the list that I, I wanted to see only because I really 
like Claire Foy as an actress. I like a lot. I like her whole resume, but mm -hmm. I didn't get to see this because it wasn't on any of the platforms yet. Like you still have to buy it. This one. Yeah. You got to rent. Oh, actually. Yeah. That was it. It's not available to rent. I had to buy it. That's what it was. That's why I, I waited. But, um, but I, I mean, I think I know that it's, it's kind of a heavy topic because it's this religious community of women that are, how do I want to say this delicately? They're attacked by the males in the, uh, I mean, they don't live there though. Like they're set, they're separated. That's probably maybe part of the community, but anyways, it's them working, talking with each other to try to find out if they're going to stay and endure what they're enduring, mm. or if they're going to leave and what that means and forgiveness and different topics. So it, it does seem like a very heavy film. I was going to say, sounds like I was going to use the same word. So heavy. I literally watched it today. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Okay. Are this you, was, are you okay? Was it? Yes. Tough? Yes. No, it was, it was emotionally draining Charged. a little bit, but, um, and it, and it not because of what had happened to them, but because of how they were trying to deal with it and do the right thing. They're the ones who were, uh, traumatized and yeah. they're still trying to do the right thing, mm. uh, do what's right for their children, do what's mm. right for them, do what's right for God. So it, it was difficult. So that what had happened to them, my mom or our mom said she didn't want to watch it because of that. She didn't want to see that kind of stuff in a, in a movie. They don't show any of it. They sometimes show the aftermath, but it is not the central point of the movie. The central point is the women. And although they have been denied the ability to read or write mm. or make decisions for themselves, they are amazing decision makers. They are running through everything, trying to make sure they do what's right for their for themselves, for their daughters, for their sons. They have two days to make a decision what to do because at that time all the men are going to come back because they've oh, been my. taken into police custody and they'll be out in bail for in two days. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. It really shows the strength of women, not only physically, but mentally. Yes. And I think every, every and woman- And spiritually. Yes, absolutely. I think every woman should watch this film. Is this set in nowadays time? 2010. Or? Okay. Oh, I think it's going to be available to rent at the end of the month. So I was kind of waiting so. for that. But so uh, it it's based off of a book that's based off of real events. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And Sarah? Yes, Katie? I don't, I do not know why Claire Foy is not up for an Oscar. <sighs> I do not know why. Really? She gave an amazing performance. Okay, don't she tell me anymore. I, I honestly, she's one of my favorites. Don't tell me anymore. Speaking of uh, Sally Fields, she reminded me of mom and the, how mom would handle no. the situation. Well, okay, she don't did. tell me anymore. I do not want to spoil her on this one. Okay, but it's worth the watch. Um, it is just dialogue most of the time, and it's just them sitting in this barn talking, but it's so, it, it's just so thought -provoking. It looks like they kind of got the, uh, wardrobe and the costuming on on theme with this one like that that it could be nominated very good and actually actually, actually. i don't know why i said oh, like, switching. Switching. Yes. like this the rest of the time one of the Oi. things that i actually find rather appropriate was cinematography wise all of the colors are muted because i feel like that is indicative of how the the women feel in that community 
they feel lessened, they feel dull. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it, I, I really love the tone of the film where it's cold and they need to get out of there. Okay, let's see what Jonah has to say. I gave this film, well, I just watched it today. I'd probably give it a 7.5, close to an 8, maybe. I just watched it today, so I'm, I'm forming that opinion now. Let's see what Jonah had to say. Women Talking is the story of a group of women in an isolated religious colony struggling to reconcile with their faith with a string of sexual assaults committed by the colony's men. Now, I remember being kind of nervous for this movie whenever it first came out. Everyone was saying how amazing it was, but me not really knowing too much about it, I'm always scared that I'm going to be bored or kind of check out and not like it as much as other people. But when I finally got the ticket and finally got the chance to watch that movie, I was fully blown away. This movie is incredible from start to finish. Hmm. The best acting I may have seen all year by an ensemble cast. Truly something to behold. This script does not pull any punches. You will go in there and you will feel everything. If you're like me, you will shed many tears. This movie is something to behold. And even it also shows that even with just one other Academy nomination for adapted screenplay, just being a great movie can get you nominated for Best Picture. That's a personal score of me at four and a half out of five stars. Oh, wow. There you go. It's a high score from Jonah. Mm -hmm. That's high praise. It's high praise. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I agree with him completely. Uh, although I think, I think some of the actresses needed to be nominated. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the whole, each character is different, you know, there, and there's a, uh, matriarch of all of them. There's actually two matriarchs that are different in their own right, but comforting, but also, um, uh, didn't the, who plays the matriarch? Isn't it the lady that won best actress last year or the year before? It's Frances McDormand. Oh, yes. No, she's not in it as much as you think. Okay, but she looks like, in like the trailer, she looks like a matriarch type character. She is, but she, there's actually like three matriarchs. And like she wants to, she wants to stay quiet. I see. Okay. And so okay, she, don't tell me anymore. Thank she you. She isn't involved in the conversations, but she plays a, an interesting character, but she's not in it as much as you think. Okay. All right. Next movie, Jen. Yeah, we've only done three this is our fifth one all quiet on the western front looks like a war movie okay i'm gonna give you a clue this is a remake of an of older there i think this is the third remake of, a, of an older film. former movie uh-huh with a different title or also called oh, all quiet always been all quiet okay. on the western front yep oh it's always been that yes it's okay. a remake of all quiet on the western front oh i'm sitting here trying to think of a movie <laughs> Yes. Okay, why don't we do this? Jen? I think it's time Jen, for I think generally it's 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 a World War One movie. Is it a trench battle movie or in the field? Well, I didn't. I did not see this one. Both. This is on Netflix, so any, I, anyone I can that, watch it that has Netflix. Yeah. Netflix symbol. I, I got that. Yeah. Good, Jen. Okay. Good deduction. So what, what war is it, Jen? One. World War One. Yes, good job. Yes. That's because Sarah said that. So well, don't give me extra just, points on that. I was checking that. to see if you were listening. <laughs> okay, I'll give you I'll give you a, an out on this, Jen. Sarah, do you know anything about it? No, about I'm so sorry. I didn't I had limited time to go through this You're list fine. and I did not recognize any cast member names. Um you and I'm generally not They're into the 
uh, war genre as much. I mean, I will watch it, but I generally don't really like to watch it. So, so I did thing not is, see this. It's a it's a foreign film, so it's in German mostly. Ah, okay, yes, I I did not see this one. Did you? So yes, I did. I will read the little quick synopsis. A young German soldier's terrifying experiences and distress on the Western Front during World War One. So this one. I did not think, because I usually like war historic films like uh, Saving Private Ryan, mm -hmm. those kind of films. And so I was excited about watching that. I was excited this was up for an Oscar. I had a hard time watching it the whole time because you guys know I do ancestry research. Okay. Our our great grandfather died in World War One. Mm -hmm, right. He was gassed and he, he died in September, the end of September of 1918. And the war ended a few months later. So he just, he just missed coming home to mm. our our great grandmother. So watching this whole thing, you're, you're watching it from the perspective of a German. He's a young high schooler excited to enlist because his government's telling him you'll be a hero and really painting it as, you know, almost like a, your superhero and you want to join the war. So they join it. And then he realizes very quickly it's war mm. you see your comrades die you see your classmates die who were excited to come here it leads up to all quiet on the western front was because the western front was a very small piece of land that they the whole war they were just fighting over and by the end of the war they it hardly moved any ground but we lost you know infinite lives mm -hmm. you know tons yeah. of lives and by the end of the film do, would you like me to do spoilers sure sure Okay, because I doubt you two will watch this. You're following him along, and you do start to feel for him, but it feels wrong because it's a German soldier, mm. right? But you, it, this film teaches you that they're human beings on both sides. Mm, right. It's just a bunch of egotistical men at the top that are fighting the war, and they're letting all these other men die. So you're 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 hoping he gets through it at the end and at the very last second after all of his other comrades have died throughout the film one by one one by one and then he gets killed right at the end. Oh. One actually one minute after the war ended because he got injured as right when the war ended when the ceasefire and he oh. he died like one minute after the war ended. It's oh. a, it, it was a heart-wrenching Graphics were good. I mean, the, it was a great movie visually. Uh, the story was good. Again, I thought it was a little long, but it it was just very hard for me to watch knowing grandpa and everything. You know, our grandpa, grandfather didn't ever get to meet his father because of this war. So that's that's just why it was really hard. There you go. There's also <laughs> a scene where he shoots a Frenchman and he sees him dying and he feels horrible about it oh. so he goes over and tries to help him while he's bleeding out mm. and it, it's just it's it's that it was that heart wrenching sense. yeah it was almost to the point where it was such a dramatic movie that i didn't enjoy parts of it because it was probably so authentic yeah so there you go well it's just showing that side of war that yeah. we don't see yeah all right so let's see what jonah man said all Quiet on the Western Front is the story of Paul Bomber and his friends being egged on by romantic dreams of heroism when they soon enlist in the <laughs> German army and discover the soul-destroying horror of World War I. Certainly the best shot movie this year, 
definitely my favorite at least, beautiful cinematography that leaps from the screen into your eyes and puts you in that world. While the story doesn't necessarily say anything that hasn't been said before about war, I do think that it stands above a lot of other war films in certainly just being a spectacle that you need to watch. I do urge you to watch this film, and that's why it's nominated for Best Picture. I'm going to give it a personal score of a 4 out of 5 stars. 4 out of 5, okay. And I gave it a 7. So there you go. That's pretty accurate. Okay, here goes the next one. Ready, Jen? Yeah. <laughs> Avatar, oh, the way of please. water. Okay, I did see that this was, I don't even want this. I have no use for this movie. But tell us how you feel, Jen. I don't like this movie. Why do you not like, like it, Jen? I just. Did you I see it? And that's of, why no, you I didn't see the first one. I had no desire to Wait, see so it. So you never saw them, and but you it. don't like them, even though you never saw them. I don't like this movie. I don't like why? it. Why? I just, I don't know. It did what because the blue scares you? What it just doesn't look interesting to me. Okay, I know, that's, I know, that's... people probably are like, Whatever, girl, you don't even watch movies, so what do you know? <laughs> I know, I said it, I said it for everybody. When did the first one come it's out? It's been a long been, time, it's been 10 years. Yeah, it's been okay, 10 years. I had no interest in seeing it, it just did not look interesting to me. I remember. It coming out and and not having interest, but going to see it and was and like loved it. The first really, one. yeah, and it was like a very new technique for how they filmed it and how they got the movement of the characters. But I haven't seen this one because only because it's still in the theater and I I I just didn't get out to see it. No, oh, I'm sorry for that reaction. That was just my Here, first Jen, reaction. You want it, You read it? That's okay, Jen. This is a safe place to tell us how you really feel. Is it a safe place? Jen, yes. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron, stop it. Because <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't hate the first one, but I thought it was way too pumped up. He's trying to do Titanic 2.0. Uh, right, right. And, and it's not Titanic 2.0. Yes, the CGI <laughs> was a new generation of CGI. I'm, I'm going to give them all that, all that. But don't make a three-hour movie about it. I, the storyline, I didn't really care for. Yes, again, the CGI, the graphics, the flying around, all that stuff was great. But you can't have it. It's like Ryan Johnson. You can't have a visually great movie and a crappy script. And I just, I never got emotionally attached to the storyline. So I just. I you mean this one or the first one? The first one. Right. And so I haven't seen the second one and I have no <laughs> desire to see it. Stop Phil it. Phil wanted to do an episode on it. and was like. Yeah, and I, I can't say much because I'm not this movie connoisseur movie person. But all of these movies we've talked about already. Okay, yeah, that sounds great. Really interesting. I would sit down and watch that. No. No. The very, I don't, yeah. Doesn't Sarah, sound interesting to what me. What do you think? Well, I mean, I didn't see this one, so I can't really give an opinion on this one. But the, you saw the first one. The first one did not make me excited for this one. I mean, I, it's been so long ago. I, I remember liking the first one. I did like it when I I'm saw it. I'm not saying I didn't like it. It's I didn't like it enough. Y'all are just haters that we need haters out here in these 10 years later and they're going to make more. They intended on there being like eight of them. 
<laughs> Stop okay, it. Okay, that, that's so, a bit excessive. James Cameron, James Cameron's gonna be 120 when he makes the last one. Anyway, that's my thought, and I'm sticking to it. Let's see what Jonah has to say. Yeah, I, I can't yeah, say Jonah. That that I want to hear what Jonah has to say. I can't say that that was a solid critique since none of us saw it. So let's hope Jonah saw it. Okay. Oh, Jonah saw all of them. I know that. Excellent. Thanks, Jonah. I think it speaks to the film when I saw the first one, and I don't want to see the second one. I mean, yeah. Back to the Future, you wanted to go see the second one. Was this a popular release, though? Have people gone to see it? People have. It made a lot of money. Not from me. Okay. <laughs> or Jen. Or no. you. Or me. <laughs> that matter. All right. I mean, my I will just say, my husband loves to watch movies. Absolutely zero interest in this one. There you go. I rest my case, Judge Judy. Okay, here we go. Jonah. Avatar The Way of Water is the long-anticipated sequel to the 2009 James Cameron film Avatar. Being the highest grossing film of all time, you are kind of bound to have a lot of haters, but I've respected how that movie has kind of stayed in the mainstream all these years. Not only just being the highest grossing film of all time, but having visuals that really rival movies that we have coming out today. While this movie I do not feel is any improvement over the original, I think that the one thing that it does do better is improve on the amazing production design of this movie and amazing visual effects that may be the greatest ever. Now, when I say it's not necessarily a step up, is I, I really feel the same way I do about the story of the first one, is that I just don't really connect with it. Nothing that happens in the movie feels like it has enough weight to me, especially all the new characters that they introduce when things happen to them that we should feel feel something about, anything about. I tend to find myself not really emotionally caring. And for a three-hour film, over three hours, it never really gave that to me. And, and that's one of my biggest faults with this movie, as well as the original Avatar. But other than that, an amazingly visual feast with an amazing production, a great team behind it, is really why this movie is nominated for Best Picture. My rating, personally, is going to be a three out of five stars. What do we think about Jonah's review, Jen? You were pumping your fist at one point. Well, he was in a nice way, kind of saying what we were saying. Agreed. Agreed with you. In a very nice oh, he way. He said he respected the first one, and you all were like, these need to go away forever. No. I think hey, everybody likes different types of movies, so there's that's what's nice about movies they have different storylines they can attract different people hey if they keep making money then keep doing it they're not going to get any from me the end katie here again to remind you don't forget to take a listen to part two of this episode available now